Hey everybody, it's your boy Jorge Bravo here. I'm telling you guys, do you want to check out the Three Count Podcast? It's pretty awesome. Thanks. Have a good one. That she raised all of your won't change Who you think you are? Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents now entering the ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. You know, it's, it's what I do. I, I host all these shows. It's what, I, it's what I do. But we have no one on the roster, so I'm flying solo. It is what it is. But this is the Three Count Presents Now Entering Your Ring, which means one thing. We have a special guest for you. I have to be honest, okay? Like, we started talking before this podcast. I tried to research as much as possible as I could. So I had to go through all your IG page. I had to go through everything. And then I found out, because we talked about it, you literally started last year. Right. You, you've made some promotions. So please welcome to the show. I met this man on TikTok in one of my live streams. And I got to be honest, it was pretty cool to see. Give it up for the golden child himself, DJ Squared. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Thanks for having me on, man. It's, it's a pleasure. It's a real honor. First podcast. So thanks for the honor, man. Yo, thank you. We, you know, we popping them cherries. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It's so cool, man, because, like, this is uh, this, it's a unique experience because I've worked with other guys who've also – it wasn't their first time being on a podcast. It was, like, we were in their first years, right? So it's awesome that I get to talk to someone who's kind of, like, in the same boat as me because you had mentioned that you had started back in August, um, and I started in January of uh, 2019. And yeah. another a mutual friend of ours, which is kind of crazy, uh, Big Trouble Ben Bishop, actually started yeah. – I think he started – either August or October. Uh, I, right think was, I think it was August, but again, don't quote me on that. Yeah. I remember, I just know like he's in his first year now, like he's going on to his second year. Um, and yeah. I'm actually hitting my first year as well. So it's just crazy to think that here's somebody that like, we're all in the same boat, man. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it's so cool to see like, how many people are actually just starting out and are doing so well for themselves. Like for you example, you said you've only like started a year and yet you already got a podcast. You, you and me talked a little bit, you, you already are getting bookings. Like it's so cool to see that it's, it's such a different world for wrestling than it was back in the seventies, back in the eighties where you would have to literally crawl your way to the top. And now you can do whatever you, you can do to try to, make a name for yourself and it's so cool to see yeah it's definitely it's awesome to see like the openings that like that the world like the social media world like brings to you right like um like this podcast like is has opened doors for me as far as like meeting new talent and like getting to you know like i i got an invite to go to south dakota right and i'm and to be open and honest like i'm from nebraska originally um, and I, okay. I know our listeners who are listening to this and our viewers who are watching this, they know that because I talk about it all the time. But um, I got invited to go out to Midwest All Pro Wrestling by Lucky Lun, who his trainer is Eugene from WWE. And I was like, yo, right. this, is, this is insane. Like, I was like, oh, man, I got all these opportunities that are coming up are so cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, it, it's so cool to see, you know, but. I mean, like you and I were talking about, there were so many opportunities at like the end of last year, like early this year, and now that COVID's going on, it's it's so hard for anyone to try to do anything. But I love that people 
are going more towards the podcast route, towards the online interviews, and still people are making names for themselves because of these, these interviews that they do. And it's so cool to see that even as a community, like we're still growing and we're still helping each other. Like even in these dark times, like it's so cool to see. Oh yeah. I definitely love like being able to, to meet new talent and talk to new guys. And then you meet people who have like years and years and years. Like I was, um, just like in this podcast alone, I think I've interviewed like three or four people who've had 20 plus years in the, in the, um, in the industry. And uh, I tell people all the time that like, I feel like because of this, like this show right here, now entering the ring, um, it's kind of like it, at first it was kind of like the, Hey, we just want to, here's your local wrestler kind of podcast. Right. But then like, we start asking more questions about like how you got into the business. And obviously we'll get into your story too, but we started oh, yeah. asking that kind of qu- those questions and stuff. And then we realized like, you know, like that the knowledge that you get from this podcast is like something that you pay for in a seminar. And here we are like, just talking and talking shop with people and like getting to know like, Oh, Hey, like you legitimately uh, are passing down knowledge to the future generation. And it's kind of cool to think about. And I'm like, man, like I have my notebook, like it sits in the other room, but as soon as I start asking people advice and stuff, like I start jotting all that stuff down and like, I just take notes after notes after notes. It's so cool to, to be able to get it. And I, I also think of it like an all night cram session in my first year, like, legitimately i'm just staying up all night just listening right yeah i understand man i i get it you know like that that's how i am with 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 ring psychology you know you can never study like study too hard you know like it's got to be drilled in your brain that that you gotta understand it and studying is the best thing for you i definitely think so yeah, yeah. So what are your, what are you, okay. Now, like since COVID was like a thing and you had everything shut down for a while, what was your go-tos? Like, where did you go to learn more about wrestling? So I, so my mentor is a gentleman by the name of Spotlight Marcus Knight. Um, he's been in the business 20 plus years um, in Erie, Pennsylvania. He's been in California. He, he's been everywhere. Um, and we train out of, Ohio uh, for a company called Rubber City Wrestling. Uh, he's a jet. Uh, Marcus has been a good friend of mine for about five, six years. Um, he, he's been begging me for those five, six years. Hey, man, you should, you should be a wrestler. You got the body type. Well, you, you should come train. And I'm like, you know, it's just, as much as I love the wrestling, I did not think that I could be a wrestler because my body type is very fluffy as I'd like to call it. <laughs> um, so I, I always felt comfortable trying to go into a management role or trying to go into a commentating role. But even then, I was told by people, well, if you're going to do this, you still got to learn how to take bumps. You still got to learn how to do these things. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, if I'm going to learn these, why don't I just learn everything and just, and just go with it, you know? Um, and so I want to say March of 2019, um, I was at a show for Pro Wrestling Rampage in Erie, PA, and I got talking to Marcus a little bit more, and he was like, yeah, we'll get you trained, we'll get you set up, and we'll, we'll start going. Um, and unfortunately, at the end of March, the beginning of April, I had some 
uh, personal issues going on in my life with some family and stuff like that. And I just kind of pushed it back um, until like June. And it was at another pro wrestling rampage show. Um, and me and Marcus, we got to talking and one of the guys in the back came up, started goofing around with me, pushing me around a little bit. And he's like, Hey, and just kind of being real cocky prick as I like to call him. Um, and he would just kind of shove me around, push me around. And then he looked at me and he was like, hey, what are you going to do about it? So I looked at the gentleman and I looked at Marcus and I was like, so Marcus, when are you going to start training me so I can whip this guy's ass? And that just, that just kind of led to how it is. You know, I just, I, I don't take bullies. I don't appreciate people that try to do that, that think they're better than everybody. And that just, that, that gave me the final push, you know? That's awesome, man. I was going to say, I remember like for me, like uh, I was, I was in the, in the, you're not supposed to be world, like the under forbidden world, as they would like to call it, uh, just working. Um, and this was all last year. And uh, I just, someone was like August, September, I just kind of was like, hey man, I'm just, I'm just going to go pro. And everybody was like, what? And then I met um, one of my friends who was really big, his, uh, the postman, Vam, shout out to Vam. Van Williams, he, uh, he, he pushed me and he was just like, it's time to go. We're going to go. We're going to go. And he just kept pushing me. And finally I was like, all right, we're going to go. And then, uh, I ended up meeting another dude named Kindred and Kindred was like, uh, Kindred Kamari, King Kamari. Uh, he was like, let's get you, let's get you a trainer. And then they introduced me to my guy, uh, Sicken. And then, yeah, just everything I took off from there. And then COVID hit and I, my, all my training got stopped right in March. So I was like, right. Oh. I was like, I don't have a choice. Like, I have to keep learning. So then I went to the school of the Santino bros on YouTube and just started researching and watching videos, taking notes. And I started watching videos from Just Incredible and Al Snow. And I just kept writing notes, kept writing notes, kept writing notes, and just, like, educating myself and learning more about, like, reading psychology especially and learning about the business and reading videos or watching videos on marketing and like how I'm going to get my social media game together and all this stuff. So like, that's how all of this like started to evolve. And then like a bunch of my friends were like, dude, we should do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, let's do. And then <laughs> here we are. Yeah, and here we are. Right. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's wild, man. So let's get into some of these questions, man. So like my first question for you though, man, is who is the golden touch golden child DJ squared? He's a prick. I'm not going to lie. He, I, so the golden child came, came to be when I realized that I, I let people push me around a lot and I let people take advantage of me. And the golden child is somebody that doesn't want it done anymore. He, he's had enough. He's all high and mighty about himself. And he's just, he's one that deserves that knows he needs to be in the spotlight and knows that he deserves to be in the spotlight and he's going to do whatever he can to be in the spotlight. And he's just, he's the golden child of professional wrestling, man. You know, everyone loves him. He's, he's the one that everyone's going to take care of and give him what he wants, which is what I need, which is what he needs to do. I like it. I like it a lot. Like that's, <laughs> it's like, hey, come on, he's a prick. It is what it yeah, is. right. <laughs> I, I, I love the guy. I mean, it's almost like he's myself, you know, but he's a prick. He's a prick. He's 
So seeing that you've been in the business for a year, like as far as like active, but like training wise, you know, you've always been around the business, it seems like for a long time. So what do you think is like one thing that's missing from the business? I don't think it's actually, I take that back. The one thing that I think missing is missing more technical wrestling, more style, like submission style to wrestling. It's all about, all right, who can take the biggest bump? Who can do the biggest high spot? I think the, within the last five years, I definitely think the people that have brought that out the most, Daniel Bryan, um, Angel Garza, uh, like, like Carrillo, like there's so many, there's like a handful of guys like on the main rosters that focus more on the submission style wrestling, but you go to the independence and everyone's worried about what's my high spot. What kind of spot can I do? And it's so frustrating to see because I'm a big submission guy. My, my favorite move that I do is I do figure four back bend, like back bridge is one of, one of my favorite things, like not the figure eight. Well, actually there's the figure eight that I do. And then it's the sharpshooter back then, which is mm. what I do, which is one of my favorite moves that I do. Uh, and I call that the F sharp since I do DJing all that hit you, hit you with the music note, you know, I like it. Everyone's like, why don't you just call it the F you? And I'm like, because I can't see the man who does it. Uh, John Cena <laughs> joke there for our <laughs> listeners. But um, I, I definitely think there needs to be more submission style wrestling. No, I agree. I agree a lot. Um, I know, like for me, uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite people to watch is uh, Zack Saber Junior. Um, yeah. New Japan, like oh my god, like we were watching, uh, we were doing film study. Hey, hey, oh, kayfabe aside, I was doing film study, and uh, <laughs> I was in, uh, was watching Zack Saber Junior.'s match with uh, Marty Skrull, and I was like, uh, this was from uh wcpw 2018 yes and like you know he had this arm bar that transitioned to like a rings of saturn and he grabbed dude by the knee and started jerking it back and just yeah. looked like a giant pre- i'm sorry it was uh jimmy havoc who got caught in a pretzel lock and i was like oh, yes. i want to do this <laughs> so then i watched him do it to uh jay lethal and i watched him do it to marty squirrel and i was like i'm going to learn how to do this and i'm going to um he did a back bend and like the way he snuck out he ended up getting like a hammer lock i was like bruh this is my dude like i'm just taking notes so like guys and it's funny we were talking about this right so one of the guys that i really admire too who's more ground technical but he has some flashy stuff but he's more ground technical is um tjp like i'm a huge You know, he's uh, he's one of my mentors and like I take notes like I watch all of his matches and I go back and see his stuff like Chris Bay and I see his stuff that right. he was running with, um, you know, Brian Kendrick, as well as like yeah. the stuff that he did with um, Grand Man League as well. And, you know, just everything from WCW and I watch this right. stuff from New Japan. I watch this stuff from uh, Lucha Libre USA, which like was the thing that was on like 97, 98. It was so long ago yeah. on MTV2 when that was it. Like that was an upcoming channel. So like that, that 100% dates me by the way, <laughs> but like I enjoy that stuff and you're right, man. Submission wrestling. I feel like it's kind of a lost art. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at some of the great like submission artists back in the day, you know, 
Arn Anderson, one of the guys that would do a lot of submission wrestling. Name no one ever wants to say in professional wrestling, but here I go and here I say Chris Benoit, a man who was a tactician and a man who knew how to counter locks with another lock. He was beautiful when it came to that. Do I agree with everything that's said about him? No, but when it comes to the art, when it comes to the craft, you can't deny a true artist. You're right. Another I think of right off the bat is uh, Dean Malenko. Like, there's another oh, yeah. dude. The man, the man of a thousand holds, man. Like, he's, he's got that name for a reason. It just, I can't, I mean, just, like, some of the things, man, I'm just like, yo, I can't wait to, like, get into a seminar with him and just listen to him talk. Like, it's just, it's beyond me, man. So, Another piece, like, it's funny we talk about these wrestlers and stuff like that that we want to go learn from. So here's my thing from you. Like, what kind of advice would you give to up-and-coming wrestlers? Study the hell out of chain wrestling, guys. I, and, and I mean that with the utmost respect. Don't worry about what's, what's your high spot. Don't worry about what, what's going to happen, like, certain parts. If you can get chain wrestling down to a T and just learn that and study that, then you already control the pace of the match. You already know where it's going to go and you already know what, what to do and what to expect and what's going to happen. Like chain wrestling is the key to any match. And I, I feel that every, every up and comer needs to, no matter how long you've been in the business, five years, 15, 20, 40, however long. Chain wrestling is something that everybody should know and everybody should understand, like, to a T. And there you have it. Like, that's definitely – that's a great – that's a great move right there, man. Like, I think I think that is a kind of a lost art. I definitely – me being, like, an older person just getting into the business, I felt like that was something I needed to know because I'm also an amateur – I was an amateur wrestler right. for so long. Right. So, yeah, so chain was wrestling. I. Chain when wrestling, where's that? Yeah, when I was in high school, you know, that's I, I did about two years of it in high school. I tried doing a little bit of it in college, but I just <laughs> I was when I was in college, I was more focused on the social aspects than the educational aspects. Like I'll I'll be honest, um, okay. but you know, it's it's all about focusing the holds, the locks, just chain wrestling in general. Like I'll give you an example. I trained with I trained with the gentleman. Um, and he's been training for almost as long as I have, and he still can't understand chain wrestling. And it's, it's hard for, for someone like him to understand because he's, he's partially deaf. And, you know, you try to tell him, but he just, for some reason, he just can't pick it up. And I don't know if it's because he can't hear or whatever, but it's just, it's difficult for him. But, and I and from the conversations I've had with him, he doesn't go home. He doesn't study. When he comes to training, that's the only training he does. So another thing I got to tell the up-and-comers, make sure you study and train outside of classes. You know, I'm not telling you to go home and jump on a mattress for doing your flip bumps, doing stuff like that. Like, I'm not telling you to do a lot of that. I'm telling you, go home. Pick a match that you want to study and pick a part. And take certain notes from that and watch what they do correctly and also watch what they don't do correctly. Like even with talking segments, one of my 
favorite talking segments that I tell people that they need to watch to study was, I don't when it was, but it was the Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal conversation they had. And um, Jinder Mahal put him up for the, um, I can't remember what his finishing move is, put him up for the finishing move, and he bought, and he almost botched the finishing move. And no one would expect it because it's just the talking set. It's about the Coloss. Yeah, the Coloss, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah he hasn't been in like a year, so he, he's lost meaning to me in my eyes. I mean, double knee surgery. He's going Did back. He? Ooh. I thought it was only the left knee, so that's on me. Yeah. Well, he came back from like the – what did he, he tell? He was bicep, then he like injured his knee, and then – Yeah. Then he said it was double I, knee you're surgery. You're right. I, I think it was that. But yeah, it's 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 wild, man. You're right. You're right. Like you should be studying all the time. Like um, here in a little bit, we actually, you know, to pull back the curtain, we're recording this on a Monday, and uh, Monday night Raw's gonna be on. So, you know, I'll be sitting there um, taking notes as well as putting my power rankings together for our podcast that we do, and like just, you know, picking apart people and just following certain things. I'll see certain moves that I see a, a person do and I'll jot it down my note. Like this is a move that I want to hit. This is a move I want to do as a heel. Like I definitely do that. Just, I, I pick things and I'm like, I like this. I like that. This is what I want to do. Just where I'm going to go with this. And so, yeah, I definitely, I definitely understand. Also the other thing, like, I know, like I said this in my own episode when we did my inter- inter- episode that you can find on Patreon. Um, but number one, like to have a notebook, <laughs> like, take notes have a notebook that's i always i love this that's my favorite thing there's like two like another one i got too was told um and i i'll peel back you more of the curtain um prolific was on our show and actually they were on a pre on a previous episode too um they said they had a sponge in their in their bag because when they open up their bag and the sponge is there it's to let them know like you're here to learn so absorb all the knowledge you can i'm like ah, it's great advice that, that's actually really good. I like that. I was like, yo, that's so good. I want this. I'm going to um, do this now. <laughs> one thing also, put a towel in your bag, guys. Like, you, like, that, like, there's so many people that don't. But if you think about it, you come to the back and you're just, you work like a five, ten minute match. You're sweaty. Like, like get, get a towel and wipe yourself off before you change into your actual other clothes. Like, like to pull back the curtain, like you said, like none of us stay in gear the whole time. As soon as we're done, some of us will hop in our clothes and just and go, you know. But bring a towel, guys. Like, come on. I can't tell you. I I keep two towels in my bag. I keep one in myself, and I if somebody comes back super sweaty, I will throw them the towel. Be like, yo, come on. Like you, come on. <laughs> bet man and so let me ask you man like what's been the worst bump you've taken so it it really wasn't so it was a tilt the world slam that i took from a friend of mine but it's a it was a tag team match so it was me and my tag team partner uh the high note brendan martell one half of heavy metal uh heavy metal heartthrobs go follow us on social media quick plug um, against my uh, against my mentor uh, Marcus Knight and his tag team partner uh, Mr. Mike Smiley, a uh, part of the Pinnacle, um, and this was an RCW. This was an RCW Global match, which we air every Thursday on YouTube uh, at eight o'clock uh, Eastern. So 
we try to take care of everybody and do that. So um, the, the move set up was I, I was supposed to be on the offensive and just from the, just from the beginning, that match took such a bad turn. So I was supposed to hit the guy or, or give him a nice slap and, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit. When you slap somebody, you slap him a little below the neck, kind of. I straight up just slapped this guy. Like, I, like, just, just right across the face. I was like, yeah, bop. Just, and you saw the look in my eyes. Like, you knew I screwed up. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so he went on the offensive, took it up, tagged him, tagged him, Brennan. They went up from there. I went in for, uh, got the hot tag. I went in for the clothesline, and then he countered it, brought me up for almost a for a tilt war slam. Um, then Marcus hit the rope, hit me with the big boot. When I took the boot, I didn't turn my head fast enough. So when I when I took the bump or when I took the kick, he hit me a little bit like here in the left eye or whatever. So I was just starting to turn it where it kicked me in, where it kicked me in the face. And when he did that, I took the turn for the slam instead of tucking my head chim, I was still kind of concerned about my eye and I let my head go back when I took the back bump. And you just see my head just go boom, boom like right onto the mat. Thankfully that was the end of the match. One, two, three, I took the pin. But that by far was one of the worst pins or one of the worst bumps I've ever taken. God bless. No man. injury from that though, so I'll take it. <laughs> Bad bump. Probably like the hardest what's the hardest you've been hit? Was that it? Like getting kicked in the face? No. So the hardest I've it wasn't really even hit. I I, I got chopped really hard. And chops are no joke. But when it's initiation, and I won't go into initiate like in an initiation with the guys, but you know what I'm talking about. I guarantee you already know what I'm talking about. Where it's 10, 15 guys back to back, mm-hmm. your chest looks like hamburger meat, and you can't do nothing about it. And I had a handprint on my chest for maybe a week. Everyone did it calm, like everyone went calm, did it right, like did it nice and easy. Last guy was like, "All right, here we go." Whap as hard as he could, and I was like, "Thankfully, I had my guy holding me up because I went to my knees on that one." I was like, "No, like it was bad." <laughs> I looked at him, was like, "You motherfucker, man!" You, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yo, man, I could, yeah, I definitely, I definitely am well aware of uh, chop fest parties. Like, it is the thing. It is a real thing. <laughs> Real lot yeah. of pain, put it that way. A lot of pain. That was a year ago, and I still feel it. <laughs> so, I mean, really, from there, man. Like, I don't really have like any other questions for you, man. Like, this is just kind of like all this, but we do have what's called a world famous ten count questions. So, see how it works, man. We're gonna fire off ten questions at you, right? Um, after that. Uh, it's the first thought that comes to your mind, man. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer on the clock. Bing! Starting off with our first question. Favorite wrestler? Uh, Edge, Christian, and Steven Richards. Bet. Night Owl or Early Bird? 
Night Owl. Night Owl all day, baby. SmackDown or Raw? Mm-hmm. SmackDown. I, I got to go SmackDown. Okay. Starbucks or Dunkin's? Believe it or not, neither. I'm not a coffee guy. Okay. That's fine. That's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm a tea drinker myself. I, I, I normally make my own teas when I drink my tea in the morning. Earl Grey or black? I got to go black. Okay. Black tea's with that. We'll change this up right off the bat. Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Okay. Coke all day. Braun Strowman or Mark Henry? Ooh, that's a good one. I got I to gotta go sexual chocolate. I got to go Mark Henry all the way. <laughs> Favorite podcast? Three count. Right hey. here, baby. That's where I, it's at. Yeah, I'm just like, what? Like, what? Like, it's not like it was promoted at all. <laughs> Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. I gotta go. I gotta go. Bret Hart. I have to go. Bret Hart. Hey, technicality. I get it. Technical. Um, nominate one person that you would put on this podcast. Mm, I gotta think about that. Marcus Knight. I got. I gotta go. My mentor. I, I gotta I gotta show my mentor some love, you know. He, he, I if I eat at the table, he eats at the table. That's how it is. I make sure my friends and family eat at the table. Hey, bet I appreciate that, man. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show: favorite curse word. Oh, I gotta go dipshit. I gotta go dipshit. As one of, I, I love just walking in the Walmart, having something happen, be like, what the hell is wrong with you, dipshit? Like, you it's, it's, it's one of those bizarre ones where you never would have thought, like it, it, like, it would come out of somebody's mouth. And all of a sudden, you see someone say, well, you know a dipshit? Nothing. I'm all right. Like it startles someone when you call them that. And I think I have to be honest. I think it's the first time I've heard that one on the show. Like, Let's go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty like, I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure that's the first time that we've had that one. So very much appreciated, man. But yeah, that is another word for your vocabulary. <laughs> that is, that is, the first, uh, that is our 10 count questions, man. So only thing left to do is to tell our listeners and our viewers where they can find you. Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at dcozar2020. You guys can also find me on Facebook at either my profile, Golden Child, or my Facebook page, DJ Squared. Um, you can also find me every Thursday on RCW Global. Um, eight o'clock sharp or you can also find me possibly being on an interview for our rcw spotlight every sunday at noon bad or you can find him on tiktok <laughs> there you go oh there we go my tiktok at prince petty 2020 yeah and <laughs> that's what i was like that's how i found you <laughs> yeah didn't you find me on mikey o'shea's live like i think that's where we like met yeah because like yeah. you sent me like a you sent me a follow and I ended up following you back and then I hopped in your live and you were like, Hey, wanna come do the podcast? 
sure, I'm here. I'll do it. Why not? <laughs> I'll be honest, man. Like, that's how I found, like, a few of the guys I've interviewed, I found on TikTok. And I just asked him, like, are you a pro wrestler? And like, yeah. I was like, do you want to come on a show? And he's like, yeah. I was like, bet. <laughs> that's how it's happened. A guy, I don't know if you've had him on the show, but a guy on TikTok that you should try to get, Willie Finesse. I've had Willie. Actually, Willie, Willie and I have, uh, we've done an interview together. And, oh, he's so good. He, he's my boy. Oh, yeah. We've had, I've had, uh, we'll talk, we'll talk more after the show about who, who's been on. Oh, yeah. Been off. Oh, yeah. But, you know, this is the Three Count Presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And I'm here with the golden child himself, DJ Squared. So thank you guys for listening to this episode and tune in to the next episode and be there or be squared. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh! At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So Show us some support, please.